0: I'm Bryson. And I'm Steven. And welcome to Press X X to Continue, continue, your go-to podcast for all things video games, movies, and everything in between. But before we get into our main topics of today, which include Xbox Game Showcase, Cinema Con Recap, Fantastic Four Director Drops Out, new Obi-Wan trailer, and our thoughts on Moon Knight Season 1. But before we get into that, we're going to go ahead and get into a couple of housekeeping things. Here are your PlayStation Plus games for the month of May. You have FIFA 22, Tribes of Midgard, and Curse of the Dead Gods. Uh, Also for your PlayStation Now games for May, you have Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 4, Soul Calibur 4, and Blasphemous. Now over on your Xbox Live Gold, you have Braid, Cloning Clyde, Hydro Thunder Hurricane, Joe Danger 2, the movie, The Inner World, The Last Wind Monk, Viva Piñata, Party Animals, and Yoku's Island Express. Then over on Game Pass, what you can expect this month is Loot River, Citizen Sleeper, Trek to Yomi, Dane Garonapa, Two, Goodbye Despair Anniversary Edition, Chronicle Rising, This War of Mine, Final Cut, NHL 22, Floppy Nights, Hard Space Shipbreaker, Sniper Elite 5, Pac-Man Museum Plus, assassin's creed origins and for honor marching fire edition uh for some upcoming video games that you might want to keep on your radar evil death the game uh, which i did get to play the beta for a couple weeks ago it's coming out may 13th It just happens to be friday the 13th just to give you a little bit on that one if you played like friday the 13th the game or dead by daylight it's gonna be very similar to those kinds of games which are co-op based multiplayer games where a group of of players will play as the survivors and then one player will play as basically the killer or somebody controlling these AI, whether it be, you know, zombies or killers or whatever, in a horror movie type of style uh, scenario. So you're running from the the killers, you're hiding. In this case, with Evil Dead, you're actually using weapons and and there's objectives, you know, that you got to go complete with everybody. I had a great time playing it in the beta. So I'm definitely going to be picking it up. Maybe not day one. I do believe it's going to be priced at $40, so it's not going to be a full-priced game. Um, But yeah, it will be on all your major platforms as well as Switch, which is interesting. So if you're interested, if you're at all a fan of the Evil Dead movies, I definitely recommend checking it out. I had a good time with it. But again, that comes out May 13th. Another release you uh, might want to keep on your radar is Vampire, The Masquerade, Swan Song. That one comes out May 19th for all available platforms. And then we have My Time at Sandrock. I believe this is like a follow-up to My Time in Portia. If y'all played that game before, I've never played it, but I've heard of it. Something kind of similar to Stardew Valley in a way. That one is coming out on May 26th. That's gonna be on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox, Switch, and everything else. Then we have Pac Man Museum Plus, which I do believe was one that's coming to Game Pass. Yes. Yes. That one is coming May 27th, again for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch. And I think those are all the major releases for video games. For movies and TV shows, on May the 6th, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, a movie I know everybody is anticipating, we're anticipating. That one's coming out again, May 6th. You have Firestarter coming out May 13th. Monstrous is coming out May 13th. And then we have On the Count of Three. That one is coming out May 13th as well. The Downton Abbey, a new era movie, comes out May 20th. We have a new movie here from A24, Men. That comes out May 20th. I'm looking forward to that one. Men is essentially going to be a crazy type of horror film where this woman ends up in like this uh, abandoned town where it's full of men and some really creepy stuff starts happening. That's all I really know about it as of right now. But the trailer, if you haven't seen it, definitely go check that out. It is crazy. And then another big one here, Top Gun Maverick is coming out May 27th. A lot of people looking forward to that one. And then lastly here, we have Bob's Burgers, the movie, also coming out May 27th. A couple more things for you that are coming up. This one's going to be for shows coming to streaming. The Staircase coming to HBO Max on May 5th. The Pentaverit coming to Netflix on May 5th as well. Girls 5 Ever (laughs) coming to Peacock on May 5th. Star Trek Strange New Worlds is coming to Paramount Plus on May 5th. Tehran, I think it is, or Tehran, is coming to Apple TV Plus on May the 6th. The Wild is going to be on Amazon Prime Video on May 6th. Candy is going to be on Hulu. That one is coming May 9th. And then we have Hacks coming to HBO Max on May 12th. The SX Serpent coming to Apple TV Plus May 13th. Time Traveler's Wife coming to HBO Max May 15th. And then we have Conversations with Friends coming to Hulu May 15th angeline coming to peacock may nineteenth, night sky amazon prime video may 20th and then our last two big ones here and that is stranger Mm -hmm. things on netflix that is stranger things season four on netflix may 27th and then obi-wan kenobi on disney plus may 27th all right but with those out of the way let's get into some news so the first main news topic for today comes from Xbox. Join us Sunday, June 12th for the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase. It says here, and this is on the Xbox Wire website. Uh, Since today, we are excited to announce that the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase will stream on Sunday, June 12th at 10 a.m. PT. This show will feature amazing titles coming from Xbox Game Studios, Bethesda, and our partners around the world. The Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase will include everything you need to know about the diverse lineup of games coming soon to the Xbox ecosystem, including upcoming releases to Game Pass on Xbox and PC. And it just says here the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase will be streamed on a variety of platforms and over 30 languages. And you can find that on YouTube, Twitch TV. Player is going to be from Twitter, Facebook, as well as TikTok. And again, that is on Sunday, June 12th at 10 a.m. PT. With them also being kind of conjoined with Bethesda for this event, I'm really excited to finally see it's, Starfield. There's definitely a reason that they've taken their time before showing Starfield. I just hope that it's uh, that it lives up to whatever hype that it has. I'm not crazy excited about it, but it's coming from Bethesda. I'm a fan of the RPGs, so obviously I'm anticipating this game a lot. Well, moving on to our second news story. Uh, so CinemaCon was last week, and so for those... I'm familiar with CinemaCon. It's essentially your, you know, convention-style, you know, event like you would have for Comic-Con or like E3 used to be for like video games. Uh, essentially, though, for movies and upcoming TV shows, a few major things were announced. First off, you had Avatar, The Way of the Water. Essentially, Avatar 2 got its official title. I do believe that's supposed to be coming out in December of this year. The Batman 2 got announced. No surprise there, really. No. I mean, it was pretty successful. I believe it was the most successful Batman movie theatrically. Um, Amsterdam got in a release date, which is an upcoming movie starring Christian Bale, John David Washington, and Margot Robbie. Oh, it also says uh, uh, Rami Malik is in the movie as well. Ooh, and Chris Rock and Mike Myers and Anna Taylor-Joy. Wow, this is already a stacked cast. This is, uh, it says it's set in a similar background as American Hustle, if you've seen that movie, and the release date is set for November 4th. Just by that cast alone, I'm interested in seeing that. Black Adam got an official description, which it reads here. The description says that the character has a choice whether to be a savior or an enemy. With the release date for the movie shifted to October 21st, it says here. We also got a glimpse at the Barbie movie. The Ghostbusters sequel was announced, and this is going to be the sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife that came out last year. So that's happening. Uh, apparently, the first teaser trailer for Wonka starring Timothy Chalamet was shown off. I'm pretty sure that's probably going to hit the internet fairly soon. Wicked based off of the famous musical, based off The Wizard of Oz. Also got announced at CinemaCon, uh, so they're doing a live-action adaptation of that. I do believe Ariana Grande is supposed to be headlining that movie. Don't know what character she's playing in it, but that is set to arrive, uh, oh, in two parts, actually, with the first part coming out in 2024 and the second part coming out in 2025. And then, last but not least, Venom 3 was announced, so yes, there will be a sequel to Let There Be Carnage. And our last and final news report for today, and this one is honestly kind of a bit sad news. The Spider-Man director, John Watts, has exited Marvel's Fantastic Four. This story comes from Deadline, and it says here, John Watts has withdrawn as the director of the upcoming Fantastic Four, the reinvention of the Marvel Comics series at Marvel Studios and Disney. Watts just directed Spider-Man No Way Home, the Sony Pictures and Marvel Studios film that grossed $1.89 billion to become the sixth highest grossing film of all time. Uh, It also says here that Watts just needs a break from the superhero realm after completing the Spider-Man trilogy with Tom Holland. He had expected to make Fantastic Four his next film, which would be the third iteration of that franchise. First, since Disney acquired Fox, which controlled the franchise previously, Watts has spent the better part of the last decade directing and promoting the previous three Spider-Man films, after being hired off of Cop Car, a small-budgeted indie thriller. It premiered in 2015. So essentially, it just needs a break, which is understandable. That is all of our news for today. Well, we're going to get straight into our reviews now, starting with Moon Knight. So before we get into our thoughts, I'm just going to go through a quick plot synopsis of Moon Knight. And don't worry, this will be completely spoiler free. So no spoilers here today. The uh, summary Uh, reads as follows. Moon Knight follows the life of Stephen Grant, played by Oscar Isaac, a museum gift shop employee who not only has trouble sleeping, but also suffers from DID, dissociative identity disorder. Uh, These two often go hand in hand as Stephen struggles to tell the difference between what's happening in his life and what is someone else's. Finding himself in situations he can only believe are dreams, until one day, those dreams become reality, and Stephen is confronted by another version of himself, Mark Specter. We later discover that Mark is not only hiding secrets of his own, but he and Stephen are also the host of Khonshu, the Egyptian god of the moon, voiced by F. Murray Abraham. And meanwhile, Arthur Harrow, played by Ethan Hawke, leads a mysterious cult whose sole purpose is to find and unleash the spirit of Amit an Egyptian goddess who judges humans' past, present, and future, deciding if they are worthy to live or die. Thrown into this crazy, action-packed, and mind-bending adventure, Stephen, with the help of Mark Spector and the spirit of Khonshu, must come together as Moon Knight to defeat Harrow and his cult and prevent him from unleashing Amit unto the world, all while uncovering the secrets of his and Mark's past and their connection to one another in this latest MCU adaptation. This is uh, written by Jeremy Slater and directed by Mohamed Diab. And Moon Knight is six episodes. Steven, what are your thoughts on Moon Knight?
1: So the way Moon Knight plays out, it was pretty slow and gradually gradual, in my opinion. Mm. So it didn't exactly kick to the point fast enough i guess you could say mm-hmm. and they kind of what well, it seemed to me like they were setting up for another season even though it's been in quotes strongly suggested uh, that there's not yeah gonna be a
0: second season
1: yeah uh, but or what were your
0: thoughts uh, but yeah um it, it, it's kind of weird because like i i really loved uh the the pilot like, the first episode for the show. And then, like, once the second episode came around, uh really with, like, the second and third episodes, I was still interested, but I just wasn't as um invested as I was, like, in the first... Like, I watched the first episode, like, three-plus times, just going back through it again and again and again, because it was just so good. There was so much mystery, so much, like, that they... You know, it was a lot of show and don't tell, which, you know, some people may not like that, but I kind of prefer that, and then they can kind of uh, a pull back the curtain, so to speak, periodically, like, throughout the show, which is exactly what it did, but to your point, right, like, I felt like it took its time, but it really got to the point where it really took its time, mm-hmm. and it it felt like things just weren't really going anywhere until we got to, like, episode four, but, like, the end of episode exactly. four. Exactly. Not that that was necessarily a bad thing, but it was just kind of like, man, I'm losing interest. And then by the time that we got to the end of the fourth episode, I was like, okay, now I'm kind of interested again. And the fifth episode had a whole lot that I was like, wow. i wrap my head around. Yeah, so I was like, wow, I see what y'all are trying to do here. Which, just talking about episode five alone, Oscar Isaac's performance is, is so great as Moon Knight. And how he's able to go from all different personalities that he has, you know, with Steven and, and, and Mark, he really is, like, talking to himself. And they do a very unique thing. They they utilize, uh, and this goes to the credit of, like, the, the cinematographers and the filmmakers and everything, they really use a lot with mirrors and reflections, which yes. is definitely, you know, symbolic for this character. But they utilize mirrors is a way for Mark and Steven to communicate, since they can't both be separated like that and just talk individually. So, you're seeing, like, Steven is the actual body there, but then, like, in the reflection in the mirror, you're hearing and seeing Mark, and it's completely, it's a night and day thing, and he just, he he nailed that so well, but going back to what I was saying before, with with episode five, they, they threw in so much that it was like, man, how are you gonna wrap this up in the final episode, and then the final episode came, and while I enjoyed it, I still walked away feeling like, like, oh, that's it, which, going back to, you know, what we were saying earlier, there's no plans for season two. And so it's like, and kind of like knowing that, I don't know, maybe, you know, in a month or two, I'll go back and and watch the season again or the series again. And maybe it'll fit or it'll flow a bit differently than how it is now. But like right now, I don't know. I feel like they waited till the end to get to the really juicy stuff that like, I feel like, could have been kind of starting to to take shape in like episode two and three, and so it just it's suffering from pacing issues, sort of. Um, but it's like everything else: the action, the acting in it. Ethan Hawke does a pretty amazing job as Arthur Harrow, as the show's villain. The CGI in this, uh-huh. for a small budget, for like a, a Marvel thing, the small right. budgeted yeah. series is just actually really good. Which one thing I have noticed too is right is that like all of the MCE shows continuously have gotten better. With the visual effects, as far as pushing it in terms of how the quality of it is, and this one I agree with you, definitely felt like they they did push it a bit more with like the fight scenes and everything and how the effects work and all of that. So the suit looks amazing because yes. that is the best part of Moon Knight, both suits. Right. Doesn't matter. And every time that that suit up animation happened, it was it was cool seeing that, especially with seeing it for the first time. Was was like wow, because the build up to the suit reveal. I thought was perfect um but yeah um the show also gave me a lot of like indiana jones vibes a little bit of the mummy like those movies yeah because a lot of it takes place in egypt and it has a lot of that action thriller kind of vibe to it uh where there's like car chases there's like fights in the streets and things like that parkouring over buildings and and all of that it's it's When it has its action it it nails it almost every episode has at least one action scene in almost every episode but however like i mentioned before i am definitely going to be going back and watching this again in like a month just to see if anything changes for me Uh, yeah the next review is for lego star wars skywalker saga now we're ready for this one
1: yes Start to finish, I've played the whole game. I've not unlocked all the characters. That's going to take a minute. (laughs) Once I completed the story, I was like, that was great. And then I kind of walked off and started doing other things, unfortunately. Yeah. But it plays really well. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I don't want to say it's better than the complete saga, because that just holds a special place in my heart when I was a kid. Skywalker Saga has a lot more to complete. Yes. And a lot more characters and a lot more variations of characters a lot of abilities, mm-hmm. a lot of planets, yes. and a lot of different things to do. That is a it's a very broad Lego game. Yes, I, I want to say it's probably the, the biggest. Most, it is the biggest. It's like forty
0: gigabytes. Yeah, this is so. the biggest Lego game to date for sure. I mean, I thought like when they came out with like Marvel Superheroes, Marvel Superheroes Two, that like that was like peak Lego. Skywalker Song, I feel like it's just just like Elden Ring is in a league of its own. Yeah, I feel like Skywalker Song or really any Lego game is in a league of its own. Right, like, you know what you're getting when you get a Lego game, and anybody can really pick up and play it. Exactly. I will (laughs) say Skywalker Star has definitely been one of the most fun games that I've played this year. it is. may not be my favorite, but... Um, The flying in it, the fighting in it, Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love it. Which, you know, speaking on that, I mean, this is, like, I believe the first... Lego game to have like a third person camera, so like well, yeah, like you can get in cover and you can like shoot, you know, like it like in a like in a like in a third person shooter kind okay, of. Kind okay, of yeah, thing. I
1: see what you're kind yeah. of trying to
0: say. it has like combos and stuff you can do now if you're a lightsaber wielder, or even like just regular characters yeah, doing like. Because in the original saga, so,
1: when you shot like
0: a blaster, you would have to like dead aim around and yeah i was like so which was fine for the time right yeah. but like obviously what they've done with this one is a lot like modernizing it which i think is is really the thing with this whole game right it feels like a more modern take on on what was the complete saga
1: and something that's kind of weird is that the graphics in this game
0: mm-hmm. were kind of insane
1: like for yeah. a lego
0: game yeah now mind you we both played it on yes. series x so we yes. didn't play on an action console i was literally on like naboo and seeing ray tracing in a Lego game, yeah, that was like okay, y'all really went out of your out of their way, right? Like like TT Games went out of their way to really utilize the engine that they were using, right, and really push it. I mean, the graphics was just great, and uh, great for a Lego game. Yeah, the combat was dope. The the flying, the dog, but the dog fights will really feel like Battlefront 2. like yes. current Battlefront II. or Squadrons, our Squadrons. Yeah, if you played that one, the side missions, the side quests oh, in, uh, in this game. Um, So, I I mean, Stephen will tell you. So, like, when I first... I started playing it before he did. And (laughs) whereas he beat it, like, in a week, I was still on, like, certain planets just doing side quests the entire time. I'm like, bro, I'm still on episode one.
1: I was trying... (laughs) I was going for a different view. I was trying to just blow through the story Uh and then go, all right, now we're complete planet one. And I was like, well, the story's complete, so I'm gonna go do something else.
0: But, man... I mean, not to say that the the side quests are like Witcher 3 level or anything like no. that. But again, just saying for a Lego game a and I just did, I just did not expect the quests to be as thorough as they are. There's so many and then not only that, but like the way like the the like you have like XP and stuff in this game, like experience points. You can level up and you get Kyber yeah, you get the Kyber bricks by doing you can get them from main missions, but you can also get them from the side quests and I found myself doing more side quests just to stock up on 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 kyber bricks and it was like not only was i doing it for that to level up the many classes that are there i just had fun with this with those side quests like as much fun as i had with the main story levels and that that really is just credit to the, the developers on that that not only are the the main levels these fun exciting moments through the movies but you're also getting into these side quests with actual side characters you've seen in the movies or in the tv shows that pop up and are like hey i have a quest for you and it's more than just like go here and fetch this you know what i mean it's it's what was your favorite mission did you complete it i'm in the original trilogy right now yes i believe i'm on like the return of the jedi now so i'm getting close okay no, yeah so i'm getting yeah. close to the sequel movies man i'll be honest my favorite part still is the darth maul fight i just i don't know i just it, like the phases of it that was fight. funny too like, yes,
1: <laughs> when, you, when you saw the Darth Maul vibe if you know even just a little bit about Star Wars, you mm-hmm. know that Darth Maul just can't be killed for some reason, uh, and he's yeah. got to crawl back with something. Yeah. So they did a little entourage to that yeah. in the first the first
0: world, which is what I love too. Yeah, My favorite will always be episode three. I will say, the one thing they do with episode three at the end, when Palpatine gets revealed, or the Chancellor gets revealed to be like Darth Sidious, That scene was so funny in here. I mean, the whole game is hilarious. Like, again, if you played a LEGO game, you know what to expect. LEGO Skywalker Saga, if you have not played it, I recommend it. It's one of the most fun games this year. Now, mind you, I still haven't finished the game yet. What I will say is that I could definitely see this ending up on my top 10 games of the year list come the end of the year. I know we're not even halfway through the year yet, but I've played quite a few games this year so far, and I'm still just playing through Skywalker Saga a lot and taking my time at that which lets you know that like I'm enjoying just taking it all in I will say that again it's the it's it's probably the most fun I've had in a game this year and I can safely say right coming from games coming off of games like like cyberpunk or avengers games that like I was excited about they came out and then it was this long wait and they didn't end up being everything that I wanted. Skywalker Saga is exactly what I wanted. And they just nailed it, man. They nailed it. Thank you, TT Games, for taking your time. Yes. Right? It's okay to delay games as long as you yeah. put out a solid product. But that's going to do it for our reviews. So moving on to trailer discussion time. We have three trailers to talk about. One of them is technically a teaser, but um, which is the first one, actually. And that is Thor Love and Thunder. So, and I, okay, now I'm not going to act like I'm, I know the Thor whole, Genius. yeah, like I, I don't know the whole uh story for Jane Foster, but I do know that how she ends up becoming Thor is uh with the fact that she has cancer. She is suffering from cancer, and uh I believe they have her like on, on chemotherapy or something like that, and something happens in, in the, the Mighty Thor comic where Thor ends up becoming unworthy, uh, for something that he did. And so he can no longer use Mjolnir. And so, because he's unworthy now. Yeah. And so, uh, Mjolnir, being a character of its own, seeks out a new user, right? Someone that can wield Mjolnir, someone that is worthy. And it reaches out to Jane Foster. And because of that, it's able to not cure her cancer, but she's able to kind of move about right normally and it's, able it's, to do it's, more. it's life support essentially yes. right but on top of that she also gets the powers of thor and it takes on the mantle of the mighty thor which is how they separate them in the comics right you have thor and then you have the mighty thor which is jane and so the tragic side of that story on top of the cancer that is is that while mjolnir and the powers of thor are keeping her you know alive so uh, for now it, it is also kind of Doubling
1: the effect? Yes,
0: doubling the effect, so to speak. And so essentially, right, when she kind of uh, puts the hammer down and, and gives it up, you know, they find out that, like, right, the cancer has progressed. And so now uh, it's kind of, like, getting worse. Um, but, uh, and through all the comics, she, like, teamed up with the other Avengers, and the new Avengers, and all of that. So, again, it, I can see what they're doing here by bringing her in now with all these new Avengers. But, yeah, eventually she ultimately just ends up dying. Sorry, but um, in the comics, yes, it's in the comics. This this probably won't happen in the MCU, at least not for a long time, I'd imagine, considering they're just now introducing her, but she does end up dying just from all of the use of Mjolnir. And like I said, while it was kind of life support for her, it was also rapidly progressing the cancer. By the end of one of the comic runs, um, Thor ends up kind of taking the mantle of Odinson. Or, yes. or odin right like he takes his father's place finally he goes into those shoes right but it took that journey for him right and also kind of jane taking the mantle that she did from thor for him to kind of get into that and the reason i break that story down is because i really feel like we might be getting bits and pieces of that for love of thor love and thunder i mean the title is literally called love and thunder yes jane is in it Thor, as we see in the teaser, is kind of in this mind state of self-reflection, right? Like, he's lost so much, and he needs time to reflect on not only himself, but also just everything happening around him, and him having passed, you know, the role of, like, giving Valkyrie the permission to rule over new Asgard, right, which should be Thor, but he didn't want to take on that responsibility because he wasn't ready, and I know that's something that's weighing on his mind, and and it's, it really seems like, based off of what they're showing in the teaser, is that he's going to be going on this spiritual journey in this movie, so to speak, maybe getting him to that point to actually take his uh, his father's place, right? And actually be the new ruler, the new king of, of New Asgard, because it should be him. And yeah. so with them introducing Jane, it could, in a way, be somewhat of a not necessarily full send-off for Thor but him going off to be king and Jane becoming the mighty Thor is a is the replacement for Thor. But now, why I feel like they're not necessarily going to go the route that the comics did is that Stormbreaker exists now in the yes. MCU and Mjolnir, as we saw in the trailer, has been reconstructed. So Thor is still able to wield the, the powers of Thor using Stormbreaker and she s- somehow is also able to wield the there cuz in the comics Thor just didn't have his powers at all. <laughs> he still had I think super strength and everything but like he he couldn't call on, you know, the lightning and everything like she could. That was her thing now. But it seems like they're both going to have powers equally. So again, they are going to put their own MCU twist on it, but I really feel like this is probably going to be the most emotional Thor movie that we've had and that is why I am really looking more forward to this MCU movie over even Doctor Strange, really. Uh, And this is coming from a person that didn't care too much for for Thor in the beginning. I'm not the biggest fan of Ragnarok. I'm not the biggest fan of the direction they started taking him with like Endgame and everything, but I did recognize the serious things that they were doing with him, like, all of the loss and everything that was taking a toll on him, the way he reacted in Endgame, and the way he kind of ended up acting after the fact, right, when what what happened at the beginning of that movie, it's all really taking a toll on him. And I can see that in this trailer, really seems like he's finally gonna be coming into the mindset of, like, man, I gotta turn my life around, I gotta be the person that, that my people need me to be, and instead of doing all of this other stuff. Because you think about, too, like, all of his friends are gone, too. And he doesn't even really want to hang out with the Guardians. He, he has nothing. Like. He has nothing, right? And with Jane being back, and especially if they go the cancer route, and and she has that, like, just imagine what emotional toll that's going to take on him too. Like, I really feel like this movie has potential to be maybe even one of the most emotional MCU movies we we could get while still being funny because it's Taika Watiti uh, directing it and so and writing it as well. But moving on from just. Plot wise, uh, or you had some of that, yeah. I was gonna say, when you mentioned right, Mjolnir. Jonathan, you, you John, mentioned Jonathan, John, okay. And hope
1: people get that. Once you mentioned Jonathan, I want to know where they got it from. Where did they get the hammer from? Yeah, because we know it was destroyed in Ragnarok, it was destroyed
0: and brought and, back and in you, Endgame. And you can clearly see, like, and if you freeze the frame towards the end of the teaser, you can see that it definitely has cracks in it, so it oh, was yeah. reconstructed. But how I don't know. I mean, I guess the Dwarf Star
1: is technically up. I like Thor and all, but my favorite mcu character well it's ant-man but mm-hmm. my favorite group is guardians of the galaxy and they are in it and that is what i'm excited for in
0: this movie <laughs> Man, which I, is weird because it's thor i hate to tell you but i feel like they're barely going to be in this movie especially the way they they showed his him interacting with them in the teaser again now it's just a teaser this isn't even the trailer yet that's what I feel yeah, yeah like i just get the feeling that he's he's almost third wheeling in a way right like he's kind of just like Ah man, what am I doing here? (laughs) I need to get back to Korg. I need to get back to Valkyrie. What they doing? You know what I mean? Why am I here? (laughs) Like, I get that feeling from these like, what am I doing here with these goofballs? Right. Right, The Guardians are a bunch of goofs, which Thor can be goofy, too. Don't get me wrong. But this definitely seems like Thor is getting a, a little bit serious about his life. Right. And I don't think he wants that to be his life. He wants to get back to doing what he, he's meant to do. He already really got over the grief,
1: uh-huh. you know, and everything. And I think that's what you're what you're trying to say is that this is a reflection. Yeah, type I, movie. Th- I really
0: think it's going to be a reflection style. And movie. I would actually like that because mm-hmm. in
1: Infinity War, he's like, I've already lost everything. I can't lose much else. Let mm-hmm. me try to get Stormbreaker out the box, yeah. you know, which I'm excited to see how that's going to correlate in this next
0: movie yeah. as well. Still have um, a lot of questions. the The teaser it's it's a good, the, good teaser. We'll it does the that. point. It of the does teaser. what it's supposed to do. Yes. But moving on to the second trailer. Alright
1: guys, for those of you that are listening in, we kind of messed up the Jurassic World trailer in the recording, so this will sound a little bit different and a little bit weird. I am sitting at home, but I was the main host for this section of the podcast. So without further ado, I'm going to let myself talk, and we are talking about the Jurassic World Dominion trailer. Alright, let's get into it. I would like to get started with saying that I'm really excited for this movie, and I don't think there's going to be any other that are exactly like it. The trailers for this movie are really horror-esque and really violent I am so excited to see what Jurassic World Dominion has in store for us but first let's get straight into it with the casting so we have Sam Neill returning as Alan Grant Laura Dern as Ellie Sattler Jeff Goldblum as Ian Malcolm BD Wong as Henry Wu Bryce Dallas Howard as Claire Deering Chris Pratt as Owen Grady Omar Sy as Barry, Justice Smith as Franklin, Isabella Sermon as Maisie Lockley. We have a new face to the franchise, Dewanda Weiss, who will play Kayla Watts. Following the cast, we have a few new dinosaurs that would be the new raptor pack, the Archeoraptors. The Giganotosaurus, the Therizinosaurus, the Quetzalcoatlus, the Nesudoceratops, the Pyroraptor, and possibly a few more hidden dinosaurs. We also have some returning dinosaurs, such as the Parasaurolophus, Ankylosaur, the Brachiosaurus, the Apatosaurus, the Pteranodon, the Carnotaurus, and Allosaurus, Mosasaurus, the Dilophosaurus, the Ankylosaurus, Rexy, and Blue. And then in the trailer, we do see. This little raptor that's next to Blue that we believe is her offspring, Beta. My thoughts on these trailers and these things that are going on for Jurassic World Dominion, I would like to say that I am extremely excited for this film, and this cast is very, very loaded. And this has a lot of potential to be my favorite movie of the year, but that could just be because I'm a crazy fanatic for dinosaurs still. What I really want to see in this movie is... A little bit of a change from what we've gotten previously in Jurassic World and Jurassic Park. I want to see these dinosaurs roaming around and kind of tear stuff up and kind of create this post-apocalyptic world where there is no safe spot for anybody or anything. Dinosaurs are everywhere, it's just something that humans will now have to deal with and there's nothing they can really do about it, especially after what's happened and all the events that are going to occur in this film. Without further ado, I'm going to let Bryson get his last little bit out, and then we'll move on to the Obi-Wan trailer.
0: Now, as for how I would love them to end it, which I know they're not, but if they did, I would love if by the end of this movie, the dinosaurs just take over, right? Yeah. And like most of humanity is wiped out. So you're saying and, I am legend of the dinosaurs. Well, and we get like a whole new trilogy like I'm talking Mad Max style. We just in the wastelands. Ooh, okay. Dinosaurs roaming. It's like a survival horror type of movie. Pull the planet of the apes, right? Just yeah. let, let the dinosaurs let take over and the world just has to suffer. Maybe they'll do that. Maybe they won't. But we'll find out. When is it released? June the 10th. June the 10th. And we have one more trailer to discuss. A very, very special one. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series. We got our official trailer today. There was a teaser before. Mm -hmm. uh, But today we got the official trailer. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series is going to be on Disney+. Plus, Coming later this month on May 27th. Yes. Um, Stars Hugh McGregor. And it did get delayed. And we're supposed to have two episodes. Yes. It's going to premiere with two episodes. It'll be a total of six episodes, it says, in the trailer. Um, But it stars Hugh McGregor who played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the prequel Star Wars movies. But he's back. Basically, this storyline seems to be set after Revenge of the Sith, so episode three of Star Wars, years before A New Hope. It seems to be based around Obi-Wan's kind of trying to stay hidden, right? Trying to um, protect Luke or watch over Luke, who at this time is still just a boy, like a young boy. He's a child. Yes, and... um, the end of revenge of the sith right like obi-wan left uh, luke when he was a baby to his aunt and uncle on their farm on tatooine and so um uh, really all these years right uh that has never really been told i mean it has been told a little bit i think like through comics but not through any live action means right mm-hmm. uh is the story of like what was obi-wan doing all those years between revenge of the sith and a new hope because obviously once you get to a new hope and then also like Luke is all grown up, right? And we know what all happens in that movie. But really, this story, yeah, is is Obi-Wan is trying just not to die, right? Like the Inquisitors, their direct control is Darth Vader. That's who controls them directly I'm pretty yes, sure. yes, in pretty much. Yes, yes, and which they were Jedi that were they basically um kind of submitted to the Empire. They're already force force users, they already know how to wield a lightsaber, they've been trained, but now they're under the guidance of Vader. Palpatine, right? They're Dark Side wielders now. Their sole mission is by Vader, is to seek out four sensitives for the remaining Jedi that are out there uh, that they didn't wipe out in Order 66 and eliminate them to basically just just make Jedi extinct so that there's nothing but Sith in the entire galaxy. And so obviously, you know, Obi Wan being one of those Jedi that are still there, who you know has remained on Tatooine because that's where Luke is, and that is his purpose is to watch over Luke. And protect him, but he's also having the duck and dodge from these inquisitors. And we also see in the trailer, right, that the inquisitors are even hiring bounty hunters to go after him. Yes, they're really trying to get, eliminate him, yes, because I mean, he was one of the OG like Jedi masters, and he's
1: their biggest threat at this time, yes. especially after the uh fall of the Jedi.
0: Yes, right, right. Besides,
1: I think. Yoda, which is... He's he's all the way on Dagobah. Yeah, no, he's planets away. Ain't no one gonna touch him for a long time. Nobody
0: even knows where where he's at. Mm. But yeah, it really reminds me so much of Jedi Fallen Order, which has a very somewhat similar kind of plot of, like, you have Cal Kestis who was remaining and hiding for so long until one day he did use his Force powers and got revealed, and then that's his whole journey of being on the run, right? Again, there's more to that story that I won't get into, but really a lot of what this trailer shows, because it doesn't show a lot, it shows just enough to get you excited uh, without giving too much away. It did, and also showed a lot of the same stuff from the previous teaser. But yeah, this really just seems like Obi-Wan's just on the run, he's trying to survive, he's trying to protect Luke, and looming in the background is Anakin, a.k.a. Vader, which we do get a slight tease of at the end of this. And so you know there's going to be some fight between them. Hayden uh, Christensen is back. Man, I just... This is one of those dream-come-true type scenarios, right, where it's like this has been something that not just me, but so many Star Wars fans have wanted for so long because it's a story that a lot of us have wanted to be told and we've gotten bits and pieces but we don't nothing see it nothing right yeah like we I mean, even with the comics right because a lot of backstories have been put in the comics like boba fett's original story before the show right was through the comics right all of that stuff used to be there but now it's not so much canon anymore and but but besides that right is that with obi-wan's story we only really got bits and pieces and never really a full-fledged thing of like what really was Obi-Wan doing in this time? Like, what was he up to? How did he get to the point where he was in A New Hope when he found Luke, right? For we're finally getting to see all that. Now, I'm not gonna praise all of it yet, obviously, because we haven't seen it. We'll see how it ends up being. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be great because The Mandalorian has been great. Book of Boba Fett was okay. It is only gonna be six episodes. And that does worry me a little bit. I'm not the biggest fan of just having these six episodes. Eight? Eight episodes, I feel like, at the least, is perfect for me. But maybe, maybe six episodes will be more than enough. Maybe it'll be just enough. Or maybe we'll get to episode six and be like, dang, I want more. And this is confirmed to not have a season two. This is a one-off show. It's only this and that's it. Which is fine, right? But with that pressure you're really going to have to bring it in every one of these six episodes. I mean,
1: the easiest way that I could logically think that they would edge it off with is like, all right, leading straight into A New Hope. Here mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. You don't need a season two. watch the uh, original trilogy again. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've really wanted for a long time, and this sounds kind of crazy because we get a bunch of Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader in the movies. Mm-hmm. I just want to see Darth Vader being a monster. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I we haven't seen him tear into anybody because co- we
0: did was that rogue one scene really. rogue one yeah that was it that was the most we and saw new hope
1: then. new hope you see him in the battleship and you're like oh but that was geez. like light that was light what
0: they yeah. did with rogue one though new that it. was that was scary and uh
1: <laughs> anyone that's coming to contact with them if you didn't
0: run you were dead yeah, another thing too that i mentioned before uh was that this is taking place in a time that we haven't seen a lot of in live action other mm-hmm. than jedi fallen order uh rogue one the bad batch a little bit yeah um um, but that's gonna do it for our trailer discussions and really that's gonna do it for most of this first episode before we go though we have a special guest here one of our our friends who goes by the name of ray now ray before i pass the mic to you ray just like us comic book fan movie fan video gamer i mean all of the above, man. Not only that, but he's just a cool, chill dude. Might even have him back on the show a couple times in the future. But Ray, since we got you here and you're our guest, and we want a guest to go first. What are your predictions, theories, anything like that that you're wanting to see for Multiversal Madness?
2: First of all, thanks for having me on the show. Y'all had a lot to talk about. I've never been on a podcast before. It's pretty new, exciting. Hope to come back for more. Of course, of course. I'm. Hands down, real exciting to see what they do with the multiverse. Now that it's finally here, Mm -hmm. started back in Loki. And now we are actually going to explore it a lot more Mm -hmm. in this movie, especially with the introduction of of American Chavez, who her ability is to travel between Mm -hmm. multiverses. And so the multiverse as we, as we know it is in trouble. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have... So much going on ever since the spell and Spider-Man No Way Home was interrupted. And it's just a it's a huge mess right now. And so with this movie, my predictions would have to be I'm hoping to see some characters that, that just pop out of nowhere that kinda of surprises us, take a left turn on us. Mm-hmm. From what Benedict Wong, who plays Wong mm-hmm. in this in the show or in the movie, mm-hmm. he wants to he he kinda of settles this little like uh, wanting to meet like the X-Men or the Fantastic Four and trying to like Interact with him with his character and I'm like now. Why is he mentioning like the X-Men of Fantastic <laughs> Four? yeah, like, like Disney like bought Fox and they uh-huh. own the rights to right. these characters now uh-huh. and I'm hoping like with the movie Illuminati uh, The Illuminati are gonna be in the movie uh-huh. and the Illuminati consists of you know Iron Man, Doctor Strange also has a, a character that hasn't really been introduced yet. Namor. Yes. Namor is part of the Illuminati <laughs> We also have Mr. Fantastic. Uh, We already know Professor X is going to be in the movie. He's already been shown in the trailers and such. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping they take a a big step direction in this movie. Especially with Elizabeth Olsen joining the cast. Fantastic actress. Uh, I loved WandaVision when it first came out. It kind of like slowly like grew on me because I'm like, I hope the whole show isn't black and and Mm -hmm. white. Just like a sitcom really. But then it kind of like, Evolved from that and it was a lot more interesting and then the finale was just phenomenal when they finally bring out her iconic suit and She's finally referenced as the Scarlet Witch so this movie also has Her in it as well as what I'm feel like it's uh, some variant of hers that's on like a rampage Probably, Especially Probably. after losing her kids, right. you know, I- I'd be in a rampage too, right, but I'm going in haven't got spoiled yet. I've been avoiding it as much as I, I can. Mm-hmm. It's been popping up on TikTok and YouTube. I have not seen anything, thankfully. I've only seen, like, two trailers, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But after tonight, I'm hoping to see where they take the MCU afterwards. Because mm-hmm. uh, after this movie, we have Lord the Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh-huh. Uh, and then um, I know that they just switched uh, some release dates from next year. For Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumanium, the and the Marvels, they yes. switched. So why do they switch? Hmm, I guess they might explain it a little bit more in this movie. Two post-credit scenes for this movie. I for know. this movie. Normally, when it when uh, Marvel has these post-credit scenes, I tend to notice. I don't know if anybody else has noticed. The first one is what will happen and what we'll see in a foreseeable future, and the second one's kind of like for like giggles, you know, and just just for laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. overall i'm really excited gonna see it at midnight and thanks for having me on the show i appreciate it so much that was
0: ray uh really appreciated having him on we're definitely gonna bring him back when we talk about dr strange in the future but uh yeah Stephen. um anything you're looking forward to Ooh.
1: um the new abilities that dr strange displays because you know he's had this long coming of becoming the sorcerer supreme yeah which uh a lot of them are like oh if he said it, go with what he says because he's the best of all of us. Right, right. That's kind of the theme with Doctor Strange in general. I'm just excited to watch this form into the MCU. Uh, As you know, I'm not a big WandaVision uh, fan.
0: I'm the biggest one. Bro.
1: I know. You li- You and Ray really. I literally have the shirt on. Yeah, you and Ray really <laughs> enjoy WandaVision. I was kind of like, well, the finale was amazing. The uh, finale, I did enjoy that. Uh, I just felt like you could have put Wanda out in the spotlight more. To show even even more of her power which she is extremely powerful yeah wanda is laying low after uh, westview yeah and dr strange comes up to her in the trailer and he's like hey wanda what do you know about the multiverse so i feel like she is hiding this massive chess piece mm. to give to dr strange which opens up the multiverse even more and that leads mm-hmm. into it. she's going to give him the key to going straight through into this movie mm. you know yeah. she's the pilot she she is the gatekeeper that could open many a doors. Okay. She's that strong. Doctor Strange can only open one, the mirror dimension. That's what, what I feel like is one multiversal gate. Mm-hmm. But Wanda could make a universe and nobody know about it at all. That's how powerful she is. And what are your thoughts, Bryson?
0: I gotta be honest with y'all, I don't have a lot. And that's mainly just because, as I've kind of mentioned before, I'm not crazy excited about this movie uh as much as other people are, I'm looking forward to it as I would any MCU product. But um I feel like I'm in in the minority group that I hope that there isn't a lot of uh cameos, so to speak in this. Um
2: there's a there's a I don't mean to butt in but from what I heard No go ahead. There's at least Here, wait
1: before you start talking this movie. Yeah.
2: From what I heard there is at least Fifteen cameos in this movie. Fifteen okay. <laughs> surprising cameos. Let's move on here.
1: Okay, so we're gonna do a fifteen cameos as Bryson said he didn't want cameos. Well, I mean,
0: okay, we I guess we gotta wait and see what those cameos would be. But like, I guess what I mean by that is that I think leading up to this movie, right? So many people were like, "Oh man, it's called the Multiverse of Madness, so they could put anybody in it. They technically could." Yes, but it's like. And I know in a comic book event, like, if this was a comic book, that that's what would happen. That's what we would do. But um, I just, I don't know. I really only, You
1: only want the necessary cameos? Is that what you're trying to say?
0: I mean, cameos aside, I want just a tight, cohesive story. And then if you can sprinkle in characters from other universes here and there, I'm all for it. But I don't want that to take away from the core story. And what I'm getting from from what this core story, Strange is with America, America Chavez, keeping her away from Wanda, who obviously wants her power and and to get her kids back. Right. And and to get the life back that she wanted, you know, that we saw in in WandaVision. So really, I'm going to this movie primarily for Wanda. And as far as things I want to see, because I know I was kind of talking about, you know, things I don't want to see, but I just want to see Wanda go off. Because we've seen a little bit in the trailer. She's all bloodied up and stuff. And Sam Raimi is directing it. He's a master at horror. I'm hearing great things about the horror in this movie. I just want her to go off, man. I want her to... I want to walk away feeling like, wow. She really I mean, she already is the strongest character in MCU. But I mean, like, I I would love if they pulled a, a House of M style moment. Where, you know, in that storyline, right, like, she just wipes out mutants, right? Like, I would lose my mind if Wanda did something like that in this movie that was so, that's so unfixable. You know what I mean? Like, something like, like, we've seen with the previous big Avengers movies, it's like, like, okay, Infinity War, the snap happened, everybody, you know, half people got dusted, but we fixed it, right? They nailed it, right? They did it right. Now, mind you, there were repercussions, right, which we dealt with in loki and we've dealt with in other shows right for people that weren't snapped right during that time and stuff that happened but i would love for there to be and i doubt it's gonna happen because we're, we're not that far into this new phase yet but if Wanda just did something that was so just just unfixable like something that really just messes up everything and just that opens up the floodgates for so much crazy stuff to happen in the future which going back to earlier when Ray mentioned that Quantum Mania got pushed up over Marvel's, uh, what I was gonna say to that was I really feel like that has everything to do with King the Conqueror, who has already been confirmed to be mm-hmm. in that movie. We've already seen the actor through Loki, right? Like he's shown up. Um, a lot of what this phase has been about is time travel and and different versions of of multiple characters, right? The multiverse itself and and how crazy and and not even really connected that that thing can be. It can be so disconnected and, and people can come from anywhere. uh, and, and different versions can be, you know, completely polar opposites of the versions we know of them. And and I, I just, I would love for Wanda just, just to do something that just messes up everything. I mean, she already kind of did. And Dr. Strange already did. That's what this whole mm-hmm. movie is. But like, I would love for it to end with just the craziest jaw-dropping thing that, may even be controversial even, you know? I that, that for me, if the movie can do that, if the movie can, one, tell a tight-knit, cohesive story, you can throw in a few cameos, but don't go too crazy with it, you know, give me a beginning, middle, and end, and end with something where they... And it could be from Strange 2. I mean, this is his movie as well. Something so bold and so big. Like, take a risk, Marvel. Take a risk with this movie and do something that is really going to change the future of the mcu because that's i feel like what they're going to have to do going forward uh with these movies now that we've passed in game we're we're in a post in-game era right Where like i know people personally that aren't that interested in the mcu anymore because captain america's gone because iron man's gone because black widow's gone right they're not even interested anymore they're like who is moon knight Who is Miss Marvel? Who are all these characters I don't care about? I I want them to take a risk with this movie and and just do something bold, man. My expectations are are set. It's not high, but they're not low. I think they're right where they need to be to where I can go in and not be disappointed with whatever I get. Marvel's good at telling stories, so I know I'll probably get that. But that horror stuff, I've been hearing, they've really been pushing that. Really push it, Marvel. Really push it for me. And just go crazy with it. Go nuts. With that being said... We'll catch you guys in the next one.